0: Hi there welcome back to permission to pivot this is your host kayla mccall i am coming to you today with a great episode from chelsea peterson i feel like i can call her a friend because i have been following along with her i want to say it's been a little over three years like right when i got my license in real estate i luckily found her and i found the classes that she was creating to help with marketing and i just have resonated so much with her style of being in the real estate industry. And so I'm excited to have her on because I know that she made pivots out of actively selling real estate to now having a business that she loves where she gets to help agents. And I think that she, you know, has such a great insight on being able to make shifts when it comes to. Maybe you like the field that you work in, but necessarily you don't like the role that you have. And so being able to have an open mind to different ways that you can um, jump into these different roles and try things and see maybe if there's something else that's a better fit for you. So I think this one is super inspiring. I'm excited to have y'all listen to it. Give me your feedback. Let me know what you thought. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, I'm so How- excited to be here. Oh, good, good. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, I have been in your, I, I don't know, your uh, realm as far as knowing you for like three years, you came into my life at like the most perfect time. So I'm excited for people to hear more about what you do, because I feel like it's been super helpful and impactful for me as a realtor. Um, And I know it was kind of a big shift for you. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing more about that. Yeah, I would love to I don't
1: get to talk about that part Very often because I'm always so immersed in all things, real estate and real estate marketing. So it's fun to kind of talk about the journey prior I
0: got there. And so I I love talking about this topic. So this should be fun. Yay. Good. Okay. Well, we're going to start with my icebreaker question that I ask everybody. And it is when you were little and people would ask you, what are you going to be when you grow up? What was your answer?
1: I love this question. So my mom had this book that every year at the beginning of the school year, it had a line of what do you want to be when you grow up? So like from kindergarten all the way through high school, I have like the written answer. What do you want to be when you grow up? So from kindergarten to like fifth grade, it was teacher, 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 teacher. And then I really fell in love with summer and never wanted to go back to school. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to be a teacher (laughs) because you have to stay here like forever then. Um, And then I shifted into wanting to be an author for quite a while. And that stuck around until I still would love to write a book. Like, that's like a big dream. I would love to write a fiction book, not like a business book, just like I want to tell a beachy romance or something super fun. And then in high school, that kind of like fell off and I got really into fashion and I wanted to do like something with like dressing celebrities, which totally didn't, I didn't go that route at all. But that was kind of my transition. And then that
0: took me to real estate. That's really funny. I feel like as I ask people this, I always see like kind of a trend. And I feel like a lot of people that become entrepreneurs, I feel like at some point had like teacher in their wheelhouse. And I'm like, it makes so much sense. So think that that's something you want to do. And then it's like later in life, you end up in some way teaching, regardless of whether that was a career path that you thought you'd go down. And I can totally agree with the book writing. It's funny because I have on my like bucket list to write a book. But I remember I never wanted to say it out loud because I didn't know what that meant. I felt like if you were going to say you're going to write a book, it had to be like, well, this is what it's going to be about. And this is all that. And I'm like, but I don't know any of that. I just know that it would be really cool (laughs) to write a book someday. I think it would be so fun. I think it'd be very
1: challenging. And the more I read, I'm just like, how do you how do you make the like evolution of the book and the middle and the end and like the flow? Like It seems extremely complicated, but
0: I think it would be really fun. Yeah. I feel like I've interviewed a couple of people that are authors and people have had very different experiences based on like who they work with. So I talked to one lady that she would just write a thousand words a day was just her goal. And it didn't matter what it was about. And then She pretty much turned all that over to somebody and they were like, okay, we can put this together and make this a book. And I'm like, that sounds like the best way to just sit and write whatever's inspiring you in the moment and hope that it'll all come together.
1: (laughs) I like that route my cousin and I she loves to read and write too and so we've always talked about like co-writing a book someday and we kind of have talked about like we should go we want to take place in Maine so we're like let's do a trip to Maine and like figure out all of our locations and like how because you know you need to like immerse yourself in Mm -hmm. the location to know I've never even been there to know what you're gonna write about or whatever but I think it would be It would be like a really good creative, like different angle for an entrepreneur's brain who's Mm -hmm. not a writer to write a book. I think it would just bring out like so many other, I don't know, lessons or like takeaways or help
0: you get better at marketing. I don't know. I think it'd be really cool. Well, that's one thing that I love about you is that you find marketing in like every facet of your life. Like no matter what you're doing, I feel like you always can find a way to spin that as like, oh, this is a really great marketing opportunity. And you're able to kind of share that with the world as to like how to look at things in a more creative mindset than thinking that like you have to be in like one lane.
1: That's funny. Last night I did a yoga class and I haven't done like a exercise class since before I was pregnant. So it's been like a year and a half. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go. And it was yoga in the barn. And as I'm in there doing my whatever warrior one I'm like thinking of like an email I could write that has to do with marketing because I'm like the yoga teacher kept saying this isn't a present or it's not a yoga performance it's a yoga practice and like by like the fifth time of repeating that same sequence I like got it down. Whereas like at first I was wobbly and I like unbalanced. And I'm like, this could be a marketing takeaway, like practicing and you know, like putting yourself on video or whatever it is you want to do. So I am always like my brain's always on like that. It's I think it's fun.
0: Yeah, that is fun. So I know you said that you pretty much you went into real estate like was it right after high school? Did you go right in? No. Um so I went to
1: I didn't know what I wanted to be. Like I, this is my biggest lesson to, if anyone's listening, who's in high school, if you want to go to college, just like pick a, like, just pick a business degree or something. If you don't know what you want to do. My biggest mistake was I thought I needed to like have my exact job title decided when I started college. So I just like, I didn't know. And then I decided to do dietetics, which I don't know why my mom was super healthy and like made really healthy meals. And I got really interested in that for a while. And then I like wanted. To, if I did dietetics I wanted like private practice style dietetics like where I go into like a corporate corporate office and like you know more entrepreneur style well then I got to the point where it was like you had to do your internship and I had to work at a hospital or a nursing home and I'm like ooh I don't think this is gonna work for me I just like I'm not a hospital nursing home setting like I'm thankfully there are so many people who can do that but I just could, didn't want to and I at that moment switched to business and within like I feel like a year after that I was like, I had so many student loans because I just kept going to school Mm -hmm. because I did what I wanted to do. And I kind of like had like a moment where I'm like, okay, if I graduate from college with this business degree and I started a corporate office and I'm making X amount, that's like basically going to pay for my student loan and that's it. So like, I need to get out of this. So I like, I quit college with like three credits to go and I got my real estate license and I was always really into real estate. Like, in the way of like, I love looking at houses. I love home design. I was weirdly obsessed with HGTV at like seven and eight. I would just watch like house hunters for hours. And if there was an open house sign and we're driving, I'd be like to my parents, can we stop and look at that house? Like, so I had like that part of like real estate in my brain kind of always growing up, but I never like went to college thinking I'm going to be in real estate. So I ended up going that route after, um, my husband and I had bought our house. Actually, I was, I went to college for way too long. So I was probably like 23 or 24. And then I got my real estate license and never looked back. And I always had the intention of like, I'm going to go finish those three credits just so I can have my degree. And then as I like started building this successful business, I'm like, you know what, I don't really want to, because this is kind of like my, my story now, like I didn't graduate college and I made it like, kind of like, is what my, mentality on that was. So yeah. I probably started, I started real estate in 2013. So that was maybe uh, less than 10 years after like seven years after high school, I guess.
0: Yeah. I feel similar to you. I <laughs> did the bouncing around with college too and, and doing business degree. And I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And so I kind of bounced around too and just wasted so much money. And I remember when I was living in Arizona at the time, I was like 19 and I had a friend that was getting their real estate license and they were like 10 years older than me. And I was, I remember thinking that was a really cool idea, but also thinking it was like not attainable for me at like my age. I was, it was almost like, well, that's not what 19 year olds do. Like you can't be a 19 year old real estate agent. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, it would have been amazing if I would have started real estate when I was 19, because I was, I was like you, I feel like anytime I went to a friend's house, I wanted like a full tour. I wanted to see everything. Um, I would, yeah. Anytime there's new, new builds, I would want to walk through them. So I was kind of the same as you is like, it always was in the back of my head, but because I didn't know any, like none of my family members, I didn't really know anybody in real estate. It didn't seem like a real career. Like college seemed like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. And I have the same advice for high school students too. It's like, do not just go to go you know i feel like there's really good value in like taking a gap year and exploring and meeting people and and figuring out like what career paths are actually attainable to you i think there's something in like and i didn't even do
1: this route with college but like if you go and you live in a dorm and you meet new friends and you go mm-hmm. that whole route i think that's like a really good life experience I didn't even do that because I was so undecided and I jumped Mm -hmm. around. And like, so I didn't even have that part after all that schooling. But I think that that's something. But I do think you have to have some kind of like goal within that that I want Mm -hmm. to do XYZ because otherwise you're just, well, you're wasting a lot of money. (laughs) And like, and you really don't, like, you, I think it's crazy to know what you want to do at 18 sometimes. Like, maybe you need a year after high school to figure out what like, what do you like? What are your interests? Like, maybe I would have gone into real estate, like you said sooner. And a lot of people ask me, do you, a lot of people ask you like about getting into real estate? Like, do you think I, what do you think about me getting into real estate mm-hmm. all the time? I had that too. Yeah. And one of the things I started telling people, cause it, it is hard. And I had a cousin who's younger and she was in, like, asked me about it. And I'm like, here's what I would do. If I were you, I would probably find like a team or someone who has a lot of business that can, you can be like their buyer's agent or their showing agent and kind of get it like dip your toe in the water and get in that way because it is hard young. Like, yes, you can do it, but to gain that trust from mm-hmm. like people who are buying and selling homes at that young of an age, it's possible, but you have to like get your foot in the door in some way and get it going. So I, I it's always, my advice is just like test it out before you fully go full out entrepreneur. And when I started, I don't know how you felt like I had that opportunity and I didn't want to, I was totally like, I want to do this myself. I don't want to be honest. I don't want to work for anyone. Like, that's why I'm doing this. I want like the freedom. I don't want someone else to tell me like to be in their office or what to do or all of that. So
0: yeah, I was pretty stubborn in that way too. I was like, Nope, I'm doing, and, and I had already owned a business for seven years. And so I was like pretty stuck in my ways of, I didn't want to be on anyone else's schedule. But I do feel like when you're younger and you have all the flexibility in the world doing something like that, because there's just so much to learn and so much of it, you can't learn unless you are like in the field doing it. And I, and I talk to a lot of newer agents now where I'm like, listen, you sitting at home, staring at your, your computer, waiting for something to happen, isn't going to produce anything for you. And so for me, I'm like, you have to be out in the world talking about real estate. It doesn't matter if you're just going and touring houses by yourself, like that is something that's way more productive than sitting there staring at your computer, Googling ways to like be a better realtor or whatever. I'm like, you just got to be in it all the time. So I think, yeah, if you're somebody that's 19 or 20, you don't want to go to college, you want to get your real estate license. I think that aligning yourself with a really solid team and becoming a buyer's agent and a show a- showing agent and just finding someone that will just take you along through all of and it. Know, know that you can break off like later. I think that was part of it for me as I I'm like, well,
1: if I do this, how do I like then get off on my own? Like, how do I change it? I, you can totally go off on your own. I feel like, but it's just a good, it's a good starting point. There's so much to learn. It's, it's almost scary. Like all the, I was thinking back of some of the things, like how many times, like little mistakes you could make or like times you could get sued or it, it's a lot. Yeah. It, it really is like, almost terrifying how easy it is to get your license because until you are in it every day, you don't even realize any of those things. Like think of, I think of some of the mistakes I could have made if I like, I didn't have a good, I had at our office, we had two like sales director people that would review our offers and stuff. So that was super helpful. But if you don't have that, it's like, it's kind of terrifying (laughs) who's, who's controlling that situation with your biggest asset. But I, I don't know. I loved, I love real estate. I think it's, um, such an awesome career, it is really hard. And like you said, with the staring at the computer screen, it is all of a sudden you're like, you're working for a broker, but you're working for yourself. And how do you know, how do you know what to do if you aren't following the guidance of someone or a mentor or, you know, something like that, you don't know what to do at all. It's like, how do I get a client?
0: Maybe I'll pay for online leads. Maybe I'll, you know, so well, and it is super expensive too. And that's something that I talk to newer agents as well or or people that are talking about getting into real estate. I'm like, you have to also realize that it's a constant investment. And so you need to do it in the mindset of like, I'm going to make money, right? Like you can't, I, I, I still can't understand people that come in and are just able to do it kind of part-time because I'm like, I can't wrap my head around it. Every time I have to renew my license, I'm so irritated by paying that but I'm doing real estate consistently. So it's, it's fine. But I'm like to to wrap your head around paying those dues every quarter and all that kind of stuff when you're not doing anything. I think that's a big reason why people have to leave, you know, the industry and they get burnt out. And then you just, I just feel bad for the people that I'm like, you spent so much money getting your license, getting started. And then you didn't know what direction to go in after. So it just all didn't pan out. So yeah, I don't know if I've ever said this like publicly, but I don't have my
1: license anymore for that reason. Okay, yeah, because I kept it for a few years after I started the online business, and I just wanted to keep wanted to have it. Mm -hmm. I had it would be hard to let go of. It, it, it was, and I could get it back still pretty easily, but I like just haven't had that. It's kind of like the college degree. I haven't had that urge to go back and like get it, but it was just, it became, it was like December and I had to do the continuing education. And it was like, just do that night at midnight. And I'm like, I didn't even start this. And I'm like, I, I my brain was just so focused on my online business and all of that, that I just decided I'm just gonna leave this, let it go for right now and not worry about it. But that first year, after I stopped taking clients, I had tons of referrals because I had so many people coming to me. So I would refer them out the second year that kind of went down a little bit because if they're not working with you specifically, Mm -hmm. they're not going to then, you know, and I'm not marketing myself as this like team or anything, they're not going to keep coming to me. And then the third year it was like barely any referrals. So I'm like, now I'm almost breaking even with the dues and all that. And then, you know, what I made from referrals. So then at that, Point of the continuing education, I'm kind of like, I think I'm just good. So yeah, Yeah. I loved
0: it. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's definitely a commitment for sure. And so you started in 2013, how long did you do real estate before you started to pivot? Was it gradual for you? Did you know pretty quickly that you were ready to make a change? I did. I started
1: to pivot in 2018 and then I didn't fully like stopped taking clients to like middle of 2019. So I was, I sold real estate for like a solid five years. And then within that window of, it must've been end of like towards the end of 2017, I just found myself, like I was obsessed with the marketing piece. Like I loved, like I would show houses all day and come home. And then I'd want to like make graphics and like I would create webinars and then I would like for first time home buyers and I do those and I would do Facebook ads to get people into those. And I was always doing stuff like this, but then I was like, I don't really want the business I'm getting from this marketing because I don't want to work that much. Like I don't want to be gone every weekend. I don't want to be gone every night showing houses. And so, and I love working with buyers and that is tougher because they are, it's more demanding of your time. And obviously that's your nights and your weekends. And I knew that I wanted kids. And I knew that like when that happened, I didn't want to be gone all the time. And I, I guess the the telling point was I don't really want the clients I'm getting from my marketing. And I was like, I just like the marketing piece. Like, can I, so I was finding myself referring out these like leads from, I would do a first time home buyer webinar and I would refer the leads out to other people or like, if it was a cold lead, like not from, you know, like a direct referral or a friend or family member, I would want to refer it out. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, so then I kept doing that. I'm like, wait, why am I doing this? Like, why don't I like do something with marketing? And then I would have agents ask me like, how do you know how to do this? Or like, how do you know? And that this time it was really Facebook was like the like bread and butter because Instagram was maybe just making its way into like being used for a business focus any, in my world anyways. And um, I think Instagram actually started in 2012. So it was like brand oh, okay. new at yeah. the time. Um, So people started asking me questions and I thought like, maybe I'll do like, I could just like outsource myself to different agents and do their marketing or help them with their marketing. And then I'm like, well, that I could probably take what a max of 10 people and that's not that many. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I just was so frustrated by the industry because it was so rooted in these old school tactics that like when I started, it was like door knock and like, rah, rah, let's make calls at 9am on Friday and call expires. And I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't ever knock on a door and I never called a, I never made a cold call. And I had a successful real estate business with referrals. And I'm like, you don't have to do it this way. I remember starting with like five girls when we all went through like our training together and all of that in our brokerage. And there was two of us left at like, five years later. And I'm like, this is really sad. Like people are, they're not a, they're not succeeding B they're hating it because they're doing these like icky feeling things that you're already spending your weekends and nights with clients. And now you're doing open houses all day on the weekends. I'm like, there is a better way. Like there's other ways you can do it. So I kept thinking like, how could I help more people or like, how could I actually impact this industry? And I like started thinking bigger than just the like one-on-one or the whatever. At that time, I then started helping my husband has an insurance agency. So I started helping them with their marketing. And I was getting really into like, like I was loving that whole route. So I'm like, I don't know what even made it dawned on me. We were driving to a wedding that was in Indianapolis. And it we were, it was like four hour drive. And on the car ride, I was like, what about a membership? I'm like, if I had a membership, then I could teach people this stuff without only limiting it to like 10 at a time or, mm-hmm. you know, so I decided to create a membership, which then took maybe, I don't know, six months to kind of like get my idea. The idea came to me in like 2017. Mm -hmm. From the idea to like the time of actually starting to build it out was maybe seven months. And then from there, I didn't just like launch a membership into the world because I was like, I need people. Like I need Mm -hmm. an audience. I can't just like make a product. So I spent from like January until May, I had a free Facebook group and I had a Facebook group for real estate agents and I called it the modern life realtor. And then I started just like making connections and people would join this Facebook group. I would give free content and free ideas. Were you ever in that one? Do you remember? Mm -mm. So that was in 20, uh, January of 2018. I started that. And then I started doing weekly video trainings where I would, it was called sips and tips. And I would do like a weekly training on like a topic to do with growing your social media or content creation. And it was almost like a video version of a podcast. And that's kind of of what led me to doing a podcast. Cause I'm like, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into doing these videos in this private group. Like, why don't I put this out? Like for Mm -hmm. anyone kind of that same mentality of how can I reach more people, help more people. And then, um, in May of 2018, I launched the membership. So I was a good solid five months of me just pumping out value, making connections, building my audience. I got that group to, it was about 9,000 agents eventually, not by May. Um, So when we launched the membership in May of 2018, we had a hundred people sign up like within the first couple of days, but that wasn't just because I put the product out there and said, here, here it is. I like, Really put in a ton of effort into giving value and building up my expertise, like positioning myself as that marketing expert. I also was doing that on Instagram, where I was making like making connections, intentionally following people, having conversations, and I wasn't DMing people saying like, "Do you want to join my membership?" It was like more or um, like organic. Like they we'd connect, they'd follow me, they would see my content that I was putting out there, they'd like it, they join the Facebook group. It was like it took a while. Like it wasn't like it happened, bam, bam, bam. It
0: was like, yeah, but a lot. you did it right. Right. Because yeah, I feel like if you just, like you said, if you just would have went from doing real estate to all of a sudden putting out on your socials, Hey, I started a membership join now. I feel like it probably would have been kind of like a womp, womp moment mm-hmm. because people would have been like, wait, what? But I Who feel like you? there's so much to be said about giving value to people for free because they just earn your trust. And they just know that if I can get this much from her for free, I can't imagine what she's going to do for us when we're like paying for it. So, so when you had a hundred people sign up, were you guys like blown away? Like what was your reaction to that?
1: I feel like at the time I want to say there was a couple thousand people in that free group. So I, and it was pretty active and that I was really active in there like every single day in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I just remember the signups coming in and we had, we used Stripe for our like mm-hmm. payment. So like we were getting notifications from Stripe on our phone and we were actually at a conference for my husband in Madison, Wisconsin. And it just kept like dinging. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is yeah. awesome. But I also partially expected it, not mm-hmm. in like a, oh, I expected to have that many people. Yeah, but, but the I, percentage I worked wise. hard for this, right. And then, yeah. and then I've really done like a strategically like kind of like plan for this, to happen. And so it was really cool. And, um, we still have some original, like of those day one signups, we still mm-hmm. have some of them in the membership, which I think is it, like makes me so happy. It's so cool. But, um, I, with the membership, I feel like it was just hard because if there's so many like content memberships, like we just give content and you can come and copy and paste it and whatever. And I had this passion to do the, like, have the teaching side of it. Like I said, with like, I could have taught one-on-one to the agents or whatever, But I wanted people to understand and to know that it's more than just the content, because if they just post the content, they're not going to have the same result. And so I always had this like teaching aspect. So I like really immersed myself into the membership from day one, making sure like there was a training. It was, I think it was called level one, level two, level three in the beginning. And it was like the same thing. The modern agent method is now, which is like our, like when you start, we have something called modern agent. I know, you know, but for the listeners, something called modern agent method that members can go through to kind of learn the different steps so that they know how to take action with all the content and tools that are there. And it teaches from like, you know, mindset to personality infusion to here's how our content works and how to use it. And here's how to then get people on your email list because of it and all the different steps. So we had that in the beginning, but it was different, but it was like similar content. It was just like called different things. And like, it was called pop the cork marketing in the beginning. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew that.
0: No, I don't think I did. Or pop the cork social,
1: social, not marketing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I um, think it's really cool that you can help people understand that obviously the content is important, but I think a lot of your message that has always resonated with me is that it's just so much more about personality and like finding your people, because I think people get discouraged when they're like, well, there's you know, this many agents, because your membership's grown a lot, right? So I know Mm -hmm. I can like see on Instagram, I'm like, Oh, they're, they're in it too. They're in it too. But it doesn't, it doesn't impact me because I know that the way that I show up is still different. We might have some of the same, you know, content, but my personality is different than theirs. So I think it's really cool how you teach that. Cause I think with some other memberships, it is just that copy and paste and they're Mm -hmm. not actually teaching people how to put it in their voice and gear it towards who their ideal client is, which is I think what makes yours a lot different.
1: It's just so powerful to do that. And it can seem really intimidating, especially when you're just starting out because you just want business or you just want any client. But even our membership is in a personality, like our membership has a personality and like a vibe, which attracts Mm -hmm. people that are a good fit for the membership. And it repels people who aren't like I've had people that will say, you know, their husband and wife team, and maybe like, it's too like girly for my husband's style. And like, yeah, you could, you know, tweak it and customize mm-hmm. it or whatever, which we encourage and teach. But sometimes it's like, it's just not the right fit. Cause we don't want to make, you know, generic content. Mm-hmm. We want to make it that personality filled so that you can put your personality in it. And I think that's important in anything in business to attract and repel, because it helps you bring in people that are just going to be on that same wavelength as you and not that. You have to be exactly the same as all of your customers, clients, or members, but it it just creates that, like, it's like a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard to be friends with someone you don't like, you know, or like, mm-hmm. not that you don't like them, but like, you just don't jive with them. And the same is true in business. Like, I'm sure yeah. people who jive with their realtor have a way better experience buying or selling their house than if they didn't, you know, because then mm-hmm. that, there's, that builds the trust and that builds the, like you know, I, I want, I value their opinion. I want them to teach me and tell me what to do yeah. versus that. Like, I'm, I know we've all had it, that client that's just like, you just butt heads with, and it's like, they may not know you're butting heads, but you know, it because uh-huh. of how they are responding to you and things like that. So it is a big, to me, a big part of it is the personality infusion because it just makes like, no one can be you. And it's, this quote is from like the dawn of time. I feel like, but no one can be you. And that is your superpower because people will say things like, you know, there's already a, an agent in my market in the membership. And this question doesn't come up as much, probably because I pump this out constantly, mm-hmm. this message. Mm-hmm. But I always say like, if you and that agent got married, would you guys have the same guests at your wedding? And the answer is like, well, no, obviously not. Mm-hmm. And you have to like focus on your on your sphere, on your people who alre- who are already there in front of you. It's not just about getting that cold lead off of Instagram who like, happen to stumble upon you it's about keeping yourself top of mind with the people who are already in your network for real estate that's such a game changer now yeah. an online business that's totally different because you're starting like from the ground up with an online business but yeah. in real estate you have all these people unless you're in a new city and that uh, you know that would be a different way mm-hmm. to go but yeah. I just think there's so much you can do with what's with the people already
0: there versus looking for new 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 all the time yeah yeah Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important for people to note with, you know, with pivoting, you had this idea of a membership and it's not like that's immediately what happened, right? Like there was some in between there was, and I'm sure even after you launched launched the membership, there was growing pains and things that you knew were going to have to be different things that worked and didn't work. And so I think it's important for people to know, like, if you do want to you know, change lanes or switch or whatever, it doesn't mean that it's just, you have to have it figured out before you can make any kind of shift. And I feel like you did that too. I want to do a membership. Okay, well, these are a couple of things that I can start now to like move in that direction. I think one of the
1: biggest things, if I went back is with that, to lean into the thing that you're like the best at, because at the time, a membership is hard because you have a lot of different people and they want different things or they, you know, I don't know how many times in the beginning where I'd have someone say like, well, can you do postcard designs or could you, like, there's so much you could do when you think of real estate marketing, you could do a million different things. And I really tried, and I could have even done way better than I did really tried to keep it super focused on this is social media Mm -hmm. content. It's not like printables and Mailers and all these other things. I want to stay focused on what my message is and what my strength is. But if I went back, I would probably have even narrowed that down even more to be like, this is a course. And then Mm -hmm. you're going to get like content that you use, like templates that you use on repeat. And then we continue doing like coaching every month. Or maybe I would have just done captions Mm -hmm. because I, love to write. And you could then use those captions as video scripts. Like you don't have to start with everything. You can start with like the one thing that you're the best at. And then you can always add on because your membership hopefully is going to, or whatever you're doing is going to continue to grow. So you start with the one thing you add on the next thing, even to this day where we, our membership turned five on May 2nd. Mm -hmm. And even still, I'm like, what's next? What's next? Like we want to add an accelerator program in the fall because we used to do this when people would join. I think you joined during this time Mm -hmm. where we kind of did like a, like new member walkthrough of the modern agent method. It helped so much with People just getting into the, con, like not, they're not on their own. So all the new people kind of are in it together. And then they met each people would meet each other because of that. And these new member lives. And so we want to bring an element of that back to help people really take action right when they join to make sure that they are going through that training, because your success is going to look a lot different if you skip that part and go right to the content and you'll just have a better, like you, it's almost like a, like an itinerary or something like going through that yeah. modern age like here's what to do literally step by step and now you can go implement it but we want to bring something back like that i would love to bring like small groups into it so like there's always something you're going to want to add but you can't do it all in the beginning mm-hmm. you have to almost so like pick your one thing that you want to start with that you that you are the best at and then see how like the people respond how could how could like what do they want like we do a lot of like surveying our own members and asking like what would you rather have and um I actually got the idea of the small group thing, which we haven't done yet, but from being at church, they talk about like Mm -hmm. Bible study and the people who are more like active in the church and come to everything and have this like better, you know, relationship with God and all this stuff. It's because they're part of these small groups. And I'm like, that's true for talk about me finding marketing and everything mm-hmm. I'm finding it at church. But yeah, I'm like, that is so true. Cause you had the small group that you're in it with these people who you can actually talk to and like you could do Zoom calls, see their face, like do it together. You know, yeah. it just makes such a big difference. So that's something we would like to bring in. I hope I answered your question. I feel like I went
0: yeah, no. No, I think you did. You did. You talked about you don't have to have it all figured out before you can make any kind of change. And I think that's so important. I I always am wanting to change and grow as well. And I feel like I used to feel like, well, I can't tell anybody I want to do this thing until I have like all the paths figured out and I know how I'm going to do it. And I can answer all the questions and I've luckily gotten over that and gotten better with the idea of like, no, I just, I want to do this and I'll just figure like with me starting the podcast, I'll just figure it out as I go. And I don't know what the end point's going to be, but I just know that it's something that I want to do. And I know you did the same. You started a podcast, which I, I can't believe it took you so long. (laughs) I mean, either I can't either. I feel like I would be like in the membership, like how is, cause you would show up like what, once a week on lives with us for so long. And I was like, how does she have the time <laughs> to do this? I feel like it was so much content all the time. So I'm so excited for you that you have created a podcast that you can just put out in the world because I'm, I know there's just a ton of value there. I know like, it's easy to say now when, you know,
1: five years in, like I should have done this or you should just get started or whatever, whatever it is, but like we all, even as entrepreneurs have those hangups where it's like, like I should have started the podcast three years ago, but like, I didn't, I kept having an excuse or like, I was afraid to, cause like, what if that takes away from the membership and like these silly things that you think it yeah. like still happens. But what it reminds me of is I went to this yoga class yesterday and I kept telling myself, I haven't gone to a class for so long. And I'm like, I don't want to go to a yoga class or any class until I get in shape. And I'm like, how like ridiculous is that? Mm -hmm. Like, that's why you go to the class. And it that's what it reminds me of. It's like, I'm not going to tell anyone or I'm not going to do it until everything's ready and perfect and like, but it never will be. Mm -hmm. So the only way it's going to get perfect or better or whatever you want it to be is by starting somewhere. It's like the micro actions of like anything you want to do is what creates that like successful destination which I feel like there's never an end there's never a destination when it comes to entrepreneurship but it's so funny that regardless we all have those thoughts but the people who do just do like take the action like I always think and it's not worth thinking now, but what if I would have started the podcast three years ago? I would, how much bigger would my audience be? How much Mm -hmm. more, like you think that way. And it's like, you can't go back anymore, but it's like, just start today. Like that is my biggest thing now is if I want to do something, I'm doing it now. I'm not going to talk about it for three years. I'm not going to like say when I have time, if it's important, you like you find the time, even if it's really, really slowly. Like Mm -hmm. I started the membership and all of that, I was still selling real estate full-time. I did, Take, I basically, when I launched the member, or before I launched the membership, I referred out all my clients. So I planned this the year prior. I referred out all my clients from like January to June of that 2018 year because I wanted full focus on the membership. And then I took like a couple like family and friends and stuff in between that, but like other referrals and stuff. I just kind of said, I'm giving myself this window. This is my window to start this. And I worked on it prior to that, like the planning and the, you know, How is this going to look? And what is this going to be? But I did give myself that window, and it's like that was it. And then I went back to taking clients right when I launched the membership. And then I did that through like for another basically full year, and then I was done. So it was, it took off quickly because I think of how I, not like extravagant craziness, but it was like to where I felt comfortable not continuing real estate anymore Mm -hmm. because I was loving what I was doing so much. And that, I wanted to pour all my time into growing that versus like continually like jumping back and forth between like, I have a, I have a bunch of clients now, and now it's going to take away from what I put into the membership. And you know, like the nature of real estate, it is Mm -hmm. your busyness levels dependent on what is happening in your business. And I just, I was ready to let go of it sooner than later, but I had known that prior because that's what made me want to do it in the first place. And Mm -hmm. I don't think, everyone has to like some people, if you love selling real estate or whatever it is that you do, I don't think that you have to give that thing up either Mm -hmm. necessarily. I just, it was something that I wanted to do. So I think you have to really be passionate one way or the other, if you want to let go of that thing, when you pivot, or maybe it is something that you want to hold on to because there's a part of it that you want to keep doing.
0: Yeah. And I think you had such a loyal following because of how you, how you pivoted and how you created so much value for people that i'm sure it felt um i don't want to say it felt easy but i'm sure it felt reassuring to let go of that knowing that you had already created something so great that you were going to continue to just be able to pour into one thing that i like struggled with is
1: once i didn't like when i was done selling real estate i was like well my membership is for real estate agents like now what like what if i don't sell real estate anymore but that was like a big mindset thing for me for that first year. And then I thought, but I did sell real estate for, it ended up being almost eight years and I'm teaching marketing. I'm not teaching real Mm -hmm. estate. So like, I think even having that niche or niche, I can never decide on the Uh way to say that too. That is part of your background is also such a big part. Like if you just go start teaching real estate agents and you never had anything to do with the career, like what is your, tied to it you know so it's like picking something that in some way relates to your background your mm-hmm. a strength that you had something that you did previously it makes it so much not I guess easier in a way because you can relate to those people yeah. you can relate to what they're doing what they went what they're going through the marketing like my the whole old school marketing in the real estate industry was such like a like passion point for me I even had a broker that once said to me or she was she worked in the brokerage and she would like sit down with us and talk about like, what's your plan the next six months. And I told her my like social media plan. And she was like, you know, you don't really have to do all that stuff on social media. You could just like, we have these mailers you send out and they have like coupons to Noah's Ark, which is this water park. And I'm like, Oh, like, why she's like, you don't have to be so creative. She said that exact line to me and I had like alarm bells going off and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is why, like, this is why I want to mm-hmm. do this and why I want to. So like, even on my journey, thinking about pivoting, I had these like things happen that were like, just so reinforcing me to want to like, do like, at least help whoever came across the path of modern age and social club would have access to learning something about that way of marketing. So yeah, it, it really kept me going. So I think being passionate about the industry you're teaching, talking to whatever is such a big part too, because if you just pick a, like, I'm going to pick hairstylist and teach them how to do their marketing. I have no idea how to tell a hairstylist how to do their marketing. You know, like I could teach you the social media strategy, but the like behind the scenes stuff, like,
0: I don't know how that all works. So yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you could only fake it for so long with that kind of stuff. So you have to be really rooted in that, especially when it's something that you're teaching. Yeah. Well, I have appreciated Finding you and I love your podcast, and I'm excited. I will link that as well because I just feel like, even if you're not in real estate, I feel like so many of your tips with just marketing in general, they can, you know, people can use them for whatever industry they're in. Because I always thought that with Modern Agent, when I talk to other people that own different businesses, like a cleaning company or whatever, I'd be like, oh my God, like you should join Modern Agent. I know you're not an agent, but like all these things, they all it all boils down to how you show up in business and, you know, it's not rocket science, but it's hard to do. Right. I feel like there's people have hangups with it and people have hangups with showing their personality and worried if people are going to accept them for who they are. And I think it's just super important to remember that the way you show up is going to bring the clients that you're, you're supposed to have. And so if you're showing up in an authentic way, I feel like you're going to bring those clients that are also authentic and really want to work with you. Because I feel like when you get the clients that don't really care who you are, you can tell, you know, and your experience working together is different than the client that, you know, is a referral of a friend that's been like watching you online and watching your personality for a while and now finally reached out because they know you're the person that they want to work with during this time, whether that is in real estate or whether it's being a hairstylist, it doesn't matter. Um, so I've just always found so much value in that. And I was very thankful at the time that I found you because I was like, oh, all right, because th- that is not my strength. But being in front of people and talking to people and all of that stuff is. So it was nice to have kind of a crutch for the other stuff. I'm so glad. And I think like
1: regardless, even if that's not your strength, there's something within it that is. And it's like for you, if it's talking to people, think of it as like social media is almost you go to a listing appointment with a seller, you almost are skipping that part because mm-hmm. of your social media presence. Like it seems, it can seem and sound so fluffy or like, you know, there's people who, they just want the presence, but they don't. So they, they're they going to automate it or completely hire it out or outsource it. And you need, you have to be in it. Like you have to be yeah. in it to some degree. And I get it if you're an agent who has been in the business for 20 years and you have all, all referrals, but that's still, to be honest, even if you're getting all referrals, you're probably still going to a, lot of listing appointments because even if it's a referral, they want to meet with you. They want to know mm-hmm. what are you going to Who do for me? Are. Whereas if you have the social media presence where you're pouring that into it, that's like, there's your, there's your appointment with the person or like the, the sale is like made before they ever even reach out. I feel like with social media, mm-hmm. same with modern agent social club. If someone like just finds us during a launch, I'm like, I don't really think it's a good time for you to join because you don't have like there's a sense of getting bought into a product or to a person or a membership or like their way of thinking. And I think that that's what like makes people that good fit or makes them convert because they, they see how you do it. They like how you do it. They want to do it more. They respect that. And if people do join, it's almost like they're, they're not ready yet because they haven't absorbed the way that we teach or like the, the style of marketing. That's where the questions come in where it's like, what if another agent's already in my market? You know, like it, we rarely get that question anymore because Mm -hmm. people have exposure to us so much in between those launches that they kind of already get that before they ever even join. So I think that's another big part to anything that you're doing in any kind of business is how can you use social media? And I know this isn't like a social media training, but how can you use it to almost give someone that preview that like, Mm -hmm a business tray, like a trailer of a movie, but for your business, because it's, it's going to make it so much easier on you as the business owner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, really quick, I wanted to mention that I think when it comes to social media and making a pivot, um, you know, I did this when I was starting this podcast, get out there and start incorporating that pivot into your social media, like find your people as far as people that are already Doing that thing or whatever, because I feel like just making those connections when you're thinking of making a change can be so helpful and it can be people to lean on and give you ideas. And also, you start showing up in a way that people haven't really seen you before. And so, they can also start imagining, like, you know, whatever it is that you decide that you want to do, they can start seeing, like, oh, okay yeah, Kayla's going to do real estate now. Cause I did that transition from event planning to real estate. And I started to, you know, show up in a way that was like home design stuff and whatever. And it was just like a gradual changeover where for people, it wasn't like what all of a sudden she went from planning weddings to now she's a realtor. Like it was a gradual thing. And I feel like when, when people are making that change, they get nervous of like, well, I don't want to tell anybody till like we said, it's all done. Mm-hmm. But I think with social media, it's such a good opportunity to like put your toe in the water and be like, oh, okay. You know, I want to open a cleaning company or whatever. Like, let's start getting into that tips and tricks of cleaning or whatever, and just slowly make that, make that move over. Um, and I feel like that, that can make things less scary too. That makes me want to teach cleaning company to their,
1: all the TikToks of like cleaning hacks. You could, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, there's so much you could do if you're starting a cleaning company or any company. Well, I will tell you that
0: my most successful, and this was like years ago, my most successful like campaign or whatever that I ran on my Instagram was the like spring cleaning one that you had. And the engagement I had was insane. People were obsessed with watching me clean out my closets and all of that kind of stuff, which is just so funny because that's not technically, I'm not sitting there telling you market stats, but people loved it. And I feel like I had like a spike in followers during that time and stuff because it was just such relatable content and stuff. And so I feel like, again, it's like there's so many ways to spin your marketing to just make it relatable to people. And then they can go, oh my gosh, and she's a realtor. Of course, I want to work with her. You know, that's the thing. We think
1: we need to just talk about our actual business Mm -hmm. in every single post or every single piece of content, or even if you're pivoting, I would say, Every five posts or every one day a week on your stories, weave that new thing in that you're considering or thinking yeah. about, or like passionate about, whether it's just showing behind the scenes of like how you're doing it or why you're doing it. Like the journey becomes a really powerful piece to building that new audience that you want to pivot into or that new mm-hmm. thing. Even with my podcast, I it's called marketing bar because I didn't want it to be just real estate. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. now I have all these things that I'm like passionate about with memberships and online marketing and building an online business. And like, what if I want to talk about that? And it is totally geared towards real estate agents, but it's like, I want the opportunity to yeah. bring that in if I wanted to. And so I've had a couple episodes where it is about how I built the membership and things like that, which still can relate to, you know, any business, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to know that if you're sharing cleaning tips, you don't have to be a cleaning company. It still relates to your home. And through that, you are the real estate agent. So like Mm -hmm. you're being known as the real estate agent who shares the best cleaning tips on Instagram. Or there's this guy who posted all these things about golf, like every post was about golf, golf courses, where to golf locally, but he was a real estate agent, but his Mm -hmm. following was like local people who wanted to know about the golf stuff. It didn't mean that he couldn't grow his real estate business. He just became known through the thing that people could relate to him on, which then Mm -hmm. I'm sure brought in people who he connected well with because they're on the same page with their interests and likes. And it could be Something completely different for you it could be a mindset, like that you share a similar mindset or similar that you all have kids or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to know we don't just need like a feed full of like statistics or yeah. you know, and that that again too, going back to the old school real estate industry, that is that's like what it is. It's like well, tell people the housing stats or tell people that the interest rates are going to spike. Like yes, that stuff is part of it, but if that's all you're doing, you're missing out on all these people who. Aren't interested in hearing that today, that mm-hmm. send you a referral who could tell their friend about you, their neighbor this weekend when they're at lunch. Like, so the cleaning tips are bringing the people in that are going to be like, oh, Kayla, she's a real estate agent. You should call her. She just shared all these really good cleaning tips and now she's top of mind for me. So it's like, how can you just share beyond the like basic things of what you do? Yeah. And when you're pivoting, they do the exact same thing. But it's like that, I think that that's almost the key to the pivoting. It's like the gra- gradual, that word. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen like black and white. And if you wait Mm -hmm. to make that announcement, you miss a big opportunity of bringing people along on the journey who are going to then start to hear know, get excited,
0: you know, all of that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I feel like we have touched on a million things today. That has been awesome. Um, I know you've given a lot of advice already. Is there any final words, last piece of advice for somebody that maybe is like on the edge of either deciding that they're gonna make the shift or about to make that pivot, what would be your last piece of advice for them?
1: I would think bigger than today or tomorrow. Think about five years from today, if you could have your ideal business or what would you be doing? What does that look like? And if that looks like the thing you're considering doing, then start doing that thing today, even if it's in that smallest, most gradual Baby step, like even just the thinking about it, and you don't have to take like quit your job today, but like thinking bigger as to where you want to be. I think we think so much in like the current year. It what is that quote? It's like people underestimate what they or people overestimate what they can accomplish in one year, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in 10. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you were going back to 2018, if I knew in 2023 I would be where I am today with my membership, I would I could I never would have guess that like, I would, that would be amazing. We can't see the future though. But if you can plan more for like the long-term future, I think it will help you take bigger actions this year instead of thinking like, well, first I need to sell this many more houses or first I need to, you know, like we have all these like steps that we make ourselves take, but if that's something you really want, do that next step thing, like right now, like as small as it might be, it could be that today you're going to go on your Instagram stories and you're going to talk about that thing that you're, wanting to pivot to, and that's your first step is you're going to put it out into the world in that Mm -hmm. little teeny tiny way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Just take action. I appreciate you being on with me today. Um, I'm so excited for everything that you have accomplished and everything that I know that you will continue to do, and I will continue to follow along and I'm going to link all of your stuff so that other people can as well. And yeah, thanks again for being on. Awesome. Well,
1: thank you so much. I love this podcast. It is just such a great it's such a great topic and I know people really need it. So thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.